guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I am Will Mapley. And I'm Claire Robinson. And welcome back to the podcast, episode 16. We got this right this week. Yes. It's right, I promise you. Episode I promise you. 16 indeed. It's only taken us 16 episodes to get the one, the only, drum roll. Gary Kelleney. Gary Kelleney. CEO. <laughs> Cleaner. Number one. Number one, hun. Painter. <laughs> the creator. <laughs> of Dream Fitness, Bob Norigis and Bob. And Welcome. maybe more. Maybe, maybe more. <laughs> introduce yourself. Introduce yourself, well, Gary. Introduce yourself, maybe. Well, it's time been done. No, no, no. We want, we've done it. Now now it's your turn to introduce yourself. All right. Well, just extending from what Chloe and um, <laughs> I'm Gary, the creator of Dream Fitness. Um, is that good enough? That's <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. That is perfect. Cool. <laughs> Gary's humble. Yeah, I'm really yeah. humble. He's too humble. Yeah, even the word creator has made me feel a bit uh, got, got obnoxious, a bit of a to be honest. I'm, I feel a bit obnoxious saying that. Um, I just work here. That's 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 all we need to know. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, the main point today is uh, for this podcast is we thought it'd be really cool whilst we've spent um, almost a year in lockdown so now to uh, kind of share the story um, about where we come from, where we started, why we're here, and um, maybe just uh, re-engage with a lot of our members and our community as to what we are, because over the years, because we've grown uh, so significantly and so quickly, a lot of people um, maybe won't understand exactly what we are, where we've come from, and our story is really cool, it's really unique. Um, uh, I won't ruin it, but the, it's essentially uh, something great that's come off of something really, really bad. Um, which is a really cool lesson I've taken out of running the gym for eight years now that anything negative that gets thrown at you, it always comes with positive baggage. You just have to find it. Mm. Um, and the same goes the other way too. When something's positive happening, there's there's negative baggage and it's all about management, but nothing's ever black and white, good or bad. There's always both there. Um, and the, the gym's taught me that and it's helped obviously with other things in life having that little tweak in mindset. So yeah, I think today we're just going to uh, into the into the story of, of the gym where we come it's from. It's a bit of a story time, isn't it? We've called it Dream Fitness Origins Story Time, that type of stuff. So, um, <coughs> I think what would be really cool, Gary, is um, a brief sort of summary of yourself, where you come from to this point, because obviously <coughs> it's quite inspiring. I think in terms of the fact that you know you didn't, you weren't born into loads of money. You know, you didn't have help starting the gym. It's been like scraping the ground yeah, as you've absolutely. gone you know kind of every step of the way to get to to where we are now yeah, yeah. um and you know the trials and tribulations of it all yeah yeah it's been wild it's been really character forming for sure like i'm a different person a completely different person sat here today than i was eight years ago i'll try not to ramble on too long um but essentially um i i moved down from from uh, london to bognor for university completed my studies um Came out of university not really uh, knowing what I'm going to do in my life. Uh, I studied sports science, uh, so I always knew sport was going to be a bit of me. It's always it's always been what I do. Um, I spent six months unemployed post university. Kind of lost all hope for <laughs> what the future holds because I had had no money, no job, and no real direction. I got offered my first first job um, at a bank. Funny enough, completely different industry, where I worked there for maybe two years, and. This is where the story kind of begins because that was probably the worst job I've ever had in my life. It made me so miserable um, to the point where in my final six months there, I was uh, I, I, I was so anxious, so depressed. Um, I, I was recently married and recently uh, purchased my first house for my wife and I was becoming unrecognisable to my wife. We were having arguments on the daily. Um, my personality was appalling. I didn't want to go anywhere, speak to anyone, do anything. Um, I just felt lost and... Uh, I told myself probably what a lot of people do now is they tell you need to keep your job you need to because you've got bills to pay you know you must keep going because you've got bills to pay and I was brought up with that with that mindset through my dad you've got bills to pay you've got to get them paid you know you can't you can't just quit and do whatever you want yeah. you've got responsibilities um, but things came to a things came to a to, to, to a punch really and, and, and my wife Holly has a, a lot to um, a, a lot of responsibility to why the gym's even here because it was one occasion, I don't remember the exact date, but I remember it was early in 2013, where she basically pulled me aside um, 
and we sat and spoke in, in our bedroom for hours discussing what the hell is going on, why am I like how I am, and you know, trying to shake me up and realise that I'm only young, I was you know, in my early 20s, and there is hope that you can change, you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, she just asked me real bluntly, like, clean slate, no responsibilities, what do you want to do? And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, gym. I want to be in the gym. Gym is, is what I've always loved. I've been a fitness instructor, PT class instructor at every local gym, Bob Road Gym. So I've done the circuit from 18 to 21, 22. Yeah. Um, so I just said gym. And literally on the evening that we had that conversation, fast forward to the next morning, I called in sick for work, hand wrote, hand wrote my notice, got Holly to drive me to my job in the evening when everyone had left. I posted my notice through the door and that was it, I was done. Um, I, I knew I wasn't going back, I was never going to go back there and work. And we just got the ball rolling now on starting the gym. And this was in March 2013. I didn't know that the gym would be open in September 2013. So it was a very, very quick decision. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much, that's that's where sort of things kind of led us. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the sort of story behind what led us into the gym. And that's why I say it's uh, something really bad comes with something good. Because if I didn't have a really bad experience and a really poor uh, mindset through my job that I had previously in the gym, that wouldn't have pushed me into doing what I've done since. Yeah. Um, I could have easily just had comfortable there and none of this would exist. It's incredible, isn't it? Because you opened the gym when you were my age, 23, were you? 24? 23, 24? 20, 23, approaching 24. In fact, yeah. I was 24 on the day the gym officially opened, although we were open before, but our yeah. official opening was my birthday. That's amazing because obviously where I am right now, I'd, I'd never never think about being in the position that, that, that you were in. Yeah, sure, yeah, likewise. You know. and, and one thing that really got me through, actually, was not truly knowing what I was stepping into. Yeah. I do often say now, if I would have known what I was stepping into in terms of what was going to be demanded of me, how I would work, the stress, the tribulations, the, well, everything that comes with running a business, I probably wouldn't have signed up to it. Mm. It was ignorance that made me get started. Um, yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ignorance got me in the door, and then it's just been a case of coping and dealing with it ever since. Yeah, I remember the, the story that you told me about, um, you were with the estate agent, and, and you walked in, and you, you, you showed your oh, yeah, this and you're just like, you're yeah, just yeah. like, cool, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. this was different. <laughs> so obviously our, our high street gym in Bognor, the, it's, it was a former job centre, pet store, uh, a few charities maybe worked here. It's not a gym building, you know? And it was the only place I found available in the high street in March 2013. I started looking, and this was a this was a brilliant one because um, I met with a guy called Richard from Parson Son and Basley. He met me here, suited, booted, slick hair. You know, he looked a real deal. Like he was turning up to meet someone who's going to sign a commercial lease and take on a real responsibility. I turned up in a t-shirt, shorts, and flip flops. <laughs> he, he let me in, and I'm sure he thought, "Who is this joker?" But I'm just wasting my time here. Yeah. I think he spent 15 minutes be- with me before he um, headed back to his office just over the road. But I'm, I'm confident he left that meeting thinking, "Fucking hell, I've just wasted my time." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for reference, so that was obviously the first floor, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, just the first the, floor. Yeah. The so treadmills, cardio, all that kind of stuff is obviously for anyone listening that that obviously doesn't know where we started. It's that middle floor. So that yeah, was yeah. where we started because I remember. Obviously, I was a. I became a member in 2013 as well. I think, probably. Oh, gee. Yeah, <laughs> probably like the, the October time. So, remember, my friends were like, "There's this ten pound gym open up to 24 hours," <laughs> and like I remember the two sets of doors, the swipe card, like all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff to get in. Yeah, we were not set. Like, when I look back, I think, holy moly, we were not set up properly. But it's 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 what we managed to do. It's what we managed to produce. It wasn't perfect, and I, I don't think we'd ever strive to be perfect. One of the, coolest mindsets that we've developed here is is trying to do the best we can and then just try and be better but it, we're not chasing perfection mm. because yeah. if you start doing that you can hold yourself back an awful lot mm. um, and yeah that's, uh, that's that's quite a cool story from the beginning like yeah Bognor just the middle floor you think there was no change rooms no showers there was no ground floor we had a fraction of the equipment we have now and it was old like it was so old our old exercise bikes looked like little Daleks from Doctor Who. They were like <laughs> 1980s life fitness. It looked so dreadful, but it's all we could afford. Um, yeah. And well, to be fair, we couldn't even afford it. <laughs> I remember you telling us. Yeah, I remember you telling us that that you um, you uh, almost borrowed the the equipment, didn't you? Like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. I'll, I'll share a few stories about money because <laughs> these are some funny ones for sure. 
so with the equipment, our first batch of equipment, I was scanning online on eBay actually for used gym equipment. And I reached out to a company I found because they were selling batches of kit that seemed like a decent price. Sent a direct message and a few messages back and forth and a few phone calls. Built a great relationship with the guy that owned the company, his name's Chris. And uh, to be fair, we're still friends today and he still supplies equipment to the gym. Even yeah. Now. Told him my story. I quit my job. I'm opening a new gym. I need equipment. I've got no money. <laughs> Um, and we came to a deal where he basically batched up a load of equipment, sent it to me and said, Gary, we'll put you on monthly payments, no credit agreements, no contracts, pay every month. But if you stop paying, we'll send the lads down and collect the kit. <laughs> I said, OK, fair enough. Yeah. If you're happy doing that, that's cool for me because that lets me get some equipment into the gym to get going. And then um, a slight extension from that story, actually, as Will uh, said, or Chloe said at the beginning, actually, um, we didn't come into this with money. I literally started this with zero pounds of my own money. Mm. Uh, I had nothing. My previous job was paying enough for me to pay all my bills. And if I was lucky, I had maybe 20 or 30 pounds disposable at the end of the month. <sighs> there was no savings. There was no nothing. So how the hell did we get the money to get started? I learned something, which you can't do today. You can't, I'm pretty sure you can't do it anymore. But I learned something when I worked in the bank. And it was that uh, when you apply for credit, you apply for a loan. Uh, one loan application in a 24-hour period uh, marks your credit report once. Five loans in the same 24 hours marks your credit report once. So it doesn't matter how many loans you apply for in the same day, as long as you're in the same day, the credit scoring system will only see one application and all the other banks will be uh, ignorant to the other ones. So I chose five banks, put in 20,000 pound applications in each one, because of my good credit, everyone come back, approve, 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 approve. <laughs> money comes flowing into the bank. I've got five loans, 100 grand. I've got no idea how the hell I'm paying it back. Um, but that 100 grand is what started the gym. That's what paid a deposit for equipment, deposit for the lease, um, and actually got us in and able to start. And then we just figured out how the hell we're going to pay it back afterwards. <laughs> Act first, yeah, think I was second. Say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really a story of the gym. It's all about act first and think second because if you think first, <laughs> you probably won't do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, that might sound wild to some people, but that's, that's, um, that's always been what I've done and it's always produced a good result. Yeah. You know? Just remember that, because obviously I, I, I came in quite early in the process to work with you for work experience and that's when we... I, mean, I still remember getting black paint on your English British shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you were so devastated. <laughs> Work experience. We were painting, weren't we, the whole time? Yeah, yeah. We'd just literally done the, uh, was it ground floor maybe? Or I think we were just moving in. Yeah, yeah, I think we were. And I just remember like doing my work experience and we only had the first floor and it was literally like the, the tiled carpets. We had like three uh, rowers. We had a few other bits and bobs. And uh, obviously some people are still paying that, that £10, aren't they? There's still some like, yeah, yeah, so, people yeah, that are still some... here. I look back now and think, man, that was wild. What was I doing? But you have to think, I at the time, I was a nobody. Nobody knew who I was. No, we were a new gym. And at the time, we had Aaron, Arena, Fitness First, VK Gym. The area already had so many established fitness centers where you yeah. go and train. And we were this nobody upstart just coming into town going, hey, you know, come and train with us. And I had no money, you know, I had no marketing budget. I couldn't go on Facebook and bang out loads of ads and I mm -hmm. couldn't, I didn't have the time because I was building a gym and I had no opportunity to employ anyone. I couldn't uh, spend time online doing all the ads and the posts as well as running the gym and painting and everything else that comes with it. So, uh, you know, it's not the most creative idea in the world, but I said to myself, how am I going to get attention? How can I get people to look at me? How can I do something so wild that people can't take their eyes off the gym? Mm. And the, the conclusion after that was, cool, we're gonna do it for 10 quid. We're gonna make people go, holy crap, how can there be a gym for 10 quid? Mm. Yeah. Well, it worked. And it worked. I was gonna say, yeah, I it was at, I was at Fitness First and I was paying um, what they called their off-peak rate, which was like, I don't know, 29.99 or 30 pound a month. And I was like, 10 pound gym. I paid 30 pound already. Some gym for 40 pounds. I was like, well, if it's rubbish, I'll, you know, I'll quit, whatever. And I obviously joined up 10 pound gym I don't know how long I was here for because obviously I planned to go travelling so I ended up uh, leaving and that was obviously when you say you were like 23, 24 I was like 24 and I ended up going or 23 when I ended up going travelling so it's uh, like a world away from what I was doing but um, yeah and then 
you know, me and my friends, we came here, we're like, oh, it's, it's pretty quiet, like, you know, obviously there's look <laughs> pretty dingy, but it's all right, it yeah, works, yeah. you know. For what my friends wanted, for one of my friends, you know, she was trying to lose a lot of weight, what they wanted, it was ideal. Fitness first was too much hustle bustle, like, even, even the kind of, the people that were there, there was a vibe to it which was kind of uncomfortable. I know I used to go upstairs and kind of be like, mm. oh, the weights area, scary kind yeah. of thing, but... Um, it's really funny you chat about Fitness First actually, obviously it's not worth mentioning names because that's irrelevant, but Fitness First were very, very threatened by us, which is amazing because Fitness First are a global brand, huge corporation, backed with tons of resources, and we're this little tiny nobody, and they were so threatened by us, and people on the outside might know this, but they, they took part in some activities as soon as we opened that were really unfair, and they yeah. come for us because they were so threatened. Mm. They deliberately sent personal trainers and other staff to our gym where they would deliberately hand out leaflets to passers-by outside our gym building. And I would see them out the window. I would check most days, and they'd always be down there at the same time, stopping any passers-by you know, who might be coming into our gym. Hey, here's a leaflet for Fitness First. And I thought, wow, that's really crude. Like that's, mm. I mean, fair play, business is business and all that, but we were nothing. We were this yeah. little tiny gym, so I don't understand why they were so threatened. And then an extension from that, one of the worst things, well, two of the worst things, one of their members of staff didn't know of my relationship with uh, one of our team and they went to school together yeah and this member of staff from uh, from fitness first was asking to deliberately stage some uh, messy images of the gym and send to them so they can use against us so they were asking you know spread the plates around put the dumbbells out tip bench up, you know do anything just make it look messy and get pictures sent to me yeah. and they didn't know that that was never going to happen but they tried to make it happen you know uh, one morning i remember coming in uh, 6am but this is I worked 7 days a week I was here at 6am every single day Monday to Friday I'd be here till 10pm Saturday I'd go home at maybe 3pm Sunday I'd come in and stay till maybe 12pm yeah. every single day for a year alone I remember one day coming in voicemails on my gym phone I pick it up and pardon my language but I answer the voicemail and I'm listening and I hear we're going to have you fucking shut down we're going to have you finished in less than six months. You're going to wish you never opened. I hear on my voicemail, and I'm like, holy moly, what's going on here? What's yeah. that? to like Jim Mafia or Bogner. <laughs> so I'm, ju I'm just trying to run my gym. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I knew exactly where it come from because I, I recognised the voice of the person, you know. Um, so I knew exactly where it come from. I won't say where it come from because that's, that's, that's not relevant. People don't need to know. It's great though because they, they they closed down years ago, didn't they? You know, they 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 went. We years, can't just years get ago. away there by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's fine. We don't need to say the name of the person. There you go. So yeah, actually, what what was really cool is. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> we'll wonder interrogations awful. So yeah, fitness first. They they were really sour in the beginning, but I tell you a really neat story about fitness first. So they don't uh, they don't end with a bad name. When, when it was becoming apparent that Fitness First were going to leave their lease at their site up in the uh, up at the top of Bognor, um, lots of gyms started behaving really inappropriately with them. Some would just directly contact them and say, look, we want your email member base, we'll buy off you. Yeah. Some people, some gyms, started uh, deliberately going there and leafleting the car park directly in front of the gym, hoping that they would capture gym members because they knew all these members would need a new gym to go to. Yeah. We never did anything. We never spoke to them. We never called them. We never never ever mentioned their name ever and that that prompted one of their management to contact us directly and they actually said to us gary you've behaved the most you know every gym in this area is trying to take us out you're a local business we want to support you so for our last two weeks of being open if you're up for it we're going to advertise dream fitness in our gym we'll put it on our screens we'll have leaflets and we'll tell all our members go and check out this gym wow. in town yeah. so although they were really sour at the beginning by the end actually they were, they were really cool and we got tons of members off them uh, one of their management actually joined us I, I can't remember his name but I always always remember sitting with him signing him up and he was really open with me and he said to me Gary lots of people are saying uh, lots of rumours about why we're shutting I tell, he goes I'll tell you truthfully now the reason we're shutting is because you have fucked us up we just couldn't stop the stem of people flowing out of this gym they're all saying they're going to this cheap gym in town and we just couldn't keep them so he goes fair play <laughs> you've done, yeah, yeah. You know, you've done a good job. So I thought that was really that was really cool then because they didn't just say that or do that. No. And the fact that advertisers in their gym at the end, I thought that was really classy. Mm. Especially from the beginning treatment they gave me. It was a real good turnaround. 
I think I think that's um, really um, you can owe that to, like say the humble beginnings of it because I never as a as a female going into a gym, you go into some gyms and you feel like you are a little deer going into a lion pack, like yeah. they're gonna eat you alive kind of thing. Like there's eyeballs on you everywhere you go and and things like that and the the feeling in this gym when I came in, I was like, oh, this is actually, this is nice. I don't feel like a vulnerable prey waiting to have my arm torn off. Like, you come in and it's nice. And I was like, oh, that's strange. So then when I went away traveling, came back a year later, and it's, you know, although you developed, you had your three floors now by that point, um, you know, I still didn't think, oh, this is horrible. Or you might not have quite had the studio yet, but it was yeah. like in Yeah, we did process. half and half up there, so it might have been one half was open, one half wasn't open. Yeah, either. it was when the office space, you still had the code to get into where you can just walk yeah, yeah, in yeah. now. Because um, I remember coming in for my induction and seeing George and being like, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the, the little window patch. <laughs> <laughs> where do I go? Yeah, I remember knocking that down. God, yeah. We've knocked down so many walls here. Mm. But yeah, so. Um, I think you know it's massive kudos to that really because mm. I think that goes hand in hand with the mindset of, of and, and the culture of this gym and the team which stems from me through our team and, and eventually out into the members it gets led from the, the, the staff essentially uh, and here we're always committed to training and making you better mm. and you know we don't have that kind of like judgy undertone which is present in a lot of places and we've always always been commended for that you know, if you're somebody who wants to better yourself and want to increase your health, you want to train for your event, whatever you are, you know, we will, we will support you doing that and we'll give you the same level of respect and um, service as we would any person. You know, mm -hmm. we don't, we would never treat anyone that comes through our doors any different because of who they are, how old they are, what they train for, etc. If you come in, you're part of this community and, you know, all we care about is making your journey the best it can be and making the gym the best it can be. Yeah. And that's what we just try and do every single day. No judgment. Never, never any judgment. It's exactly the same thing that you said, Chloe. Like I went to Aaron for, for a little while and I always just felt so uncomfortable there when I was, I think, 17 or 16. It was a little bit before I came here to work here. But always there's there's such a, a nice vibe that hopefully we can bring here. Mm. Uh, I think that does entice a lot of people in. Cause yeah, it's been born over the years. Because like, obviously originally I started alone. Remember what I just said? Yeah, that, yeah. The first year it was, it was hardcore. And actually one thing I didn't say, which um, is, is quite relevant, is when this all started, this was never designed to be a big gym. The, it was never an ambition to have 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 members. Mm. It was never on the cards. The objective was get enough members to cover the rent, the bills, the rates, the electric, etc., so that I can personal train full-time and keep all my money. Yeah. If I could PT at 30, 40 pounds an hour and keep all my money for 30 hours a week, I thought, holy moly, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. If you do that in another gym, if you're employed somewhere, the gym, they're charging you large rents, sometimes up to, upwards of 800 pounds a month, um, or they say, you don't have to pay any rent to use our facility, but we're gonna take half of everything you make. Yeah. And both of those situations don't really, they never really settled with me. I thought, if I'm doing the work, I'm earning the money, I wanna keep as much of that money as possible. Mm. So the gym was only ever designed really to be, I guess, a PT studio with a few extra members. Um, but it just blew up. Like within the first year, we cleared a thousand members, which was outrageous. It was it was crazy, and that's, that's why we ended up pushing into the ground floor, top floor so quickly. Mm. That was never on the agenda. It was middle floor only, PT studio, members pay the bills, Gary PTs, easy life. Yeah. No more working in a bank or anywhere else that's rubbish. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I said, it, it just took off. Just that constant development, though, isn't it? And we we spoke about it even today and you said that this constant development of the gym and, and, and constantly trying to develop ourselves and, yeah, and yeah. make us better yeah, is, is another thing that attracts a lot of people yeah. because you're constantly like again we were saying this morning you're constantly putting money into the business constantly developing it yeah. making it bigger making it better yeah my, lots of money and lots of energy it's um it's 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 both a blessing and a curse because it's truly about never ever being settled with what you have yeah some people will come right now and look at the gyms and they will say you have done a hell of a job this is amazing relax enjoy it but in my mind i feel the same as eight years ago i feel like i'm nowhere i feel like i'm nothing i, I just want more 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 mm. and this is not i want more money this this has never been about money no. this is all about a legacy this is about something where i'm an old man 
and I can say, do you know what, in my 20s, in my 30s, in my 40s, I did something that I never thought I'd ever do. And I'm not going to be one of these people that gets to 60, has worked the same job for 40 years, and says, I hate my job, I've never enjoyed it, but I had to stay and pay the bills. And now, yeah. now I'll get my pension, now I can quit. Mm. That sounds like, like waiting to live when yeah. you're, like, just before you die, yeah. almost. Uh, you know, and, and not to say it like it's all good, there's been some horrific times here. Like, the money I've had to borrow, I've had to sign off my house to... To, 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 to get certain loans, you know. There's been times when, oh God, uh, right at the very beginning, this is, <laughs> this is a, a brilliant story of how naive and stupid I was. Um, so three months or two, two or three months after moving in, I leave to pop over a picklewish, grab a sandwich, just pretty much all day, all day. And as I'm going, I find a letter uh, sitting on the entry area. Pick it up, it's addressed to me from the council. And it says, Gary, if you've... Uh, We've got a bill for you, eighteen thousand pounds, and he goes, "Don't worry, we're gonna you'll be paid every month in instalments. But in the next month, just send us your bank details." And I was so blasé, I was like, "Okay, there's clearly this is an error because uh, it must be, <laughs> it must be a mistake." So I called the council the next day, explained, "Yeah, I'm Gary. I've taken the lease on in um, in Bognor. I've got this letter. It says I owe eighteen thousand pounds in business rates. Is that correct, lady?" Lady says, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, that's correct. You moved in, so now you've got to pay business rates. Uh, if we can take your sort code account number, send that to now. And I was like, <laughs> holy moly. So, okay, so I've got to make an extra, like, £1,200 a month. Jesus Christ, how are we going to do that? And I'll tell you something, which is I'm so proud of, is we did it. We did it. When we got that bill, we didn't go into arrears ever. Since the day we've begun, as hard as certain times have been, we've never missed rent. We've never missed any bill ever. We've never owed anyone anything. Um, uh, which is yeah, amazing. Yeah, and it's even continued even through through this through this lockdown. You know, with the support of members, especially which you know we owe so much to, we've been able to um, we've been able to keep ourselves in a healthy state so that we can continue to develop and, and prosper. Um, like I said, it's, it's never been it's never been about money. I don't think any one of us ever sits around here thinking, right, guys, how can we squeeze more money out of this gym so we can all get more? Yeah. We're always saying the complete, complete contrast, we're saying how can we make the gym better? Mm. How can we get more equipment? What are the members telling us they want? What are the, what, you know, what, what, what does the community want? And then we just try and deliver it. And that's all we're trying to do, you know? Um, and that's, yeah, that's been, that's, that's been the trend from the beginning. Uh, and, and, you know, 2018, we made massive moves in 2018 where we took on Selzy. Mm -hmm. like when, we, when we become not a single site gym anymore, we become a, become a, a multi-site, which was a major, major thing. And actually, there's quite a cool story maybe I can go into real briefly. This was going through a time when um, we were desperately trying to expand, and expansion to me was, I want a second gym. And we actually found a really cool gym, which it, I was naive, it was never gonna happen, but it was in Scotland. I remember going, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I went, I went up there a few times, and Ben came with me on, on one occasion, and I was hell-bent on getting this gym, it was quality. Yeah. I went in there, I was like, cool, it's, it looks amazing. It's got all the equipment I, I have in, in my current gym. Easy transition over, this will be big time, this will make us big time, we'll have two gyms. And uh, the problem was it was a franchise at the time, so the franchise controlled who the gym was gonna be sold to, the franchise only wanted to sell to someone who was going to keep that franchise. So basically that deal fell through. I was on holiday at the time and, and, and it all fell through. I was really sad for about two days. And then I was um, scanning through um, maybe uh, Property Link, something like that. And I found this brand new commercial unit in Selzy in a beautiful location, perfect size. Selzy is much closer at home than Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this might be more practical. So um, I was on holiday when I found that actually. Uh, messaged the agent. Day after landing, I was over in Selsley checking it out. Walked in. All I saw was four blank walls, a concrete floor, and it looked like a pile of crap. Like it, it was just an empty shell. But the location was perfect. The space was perfect. And I left that day going, cool, we're taking it. Yeah. And we just started the process of building it. Again, <laughs> using the rule of act now, think later, because yeah. again, that build absolutely destroyed me. I was a mess. <laughs> I was a mess. Let's go into yeah. the, to the diet that Gary went for. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 gym, the gym build diet is three to four espressos, uh, some fizzy sweets, three packets if you can get them for a pound because you don't want to waste money. <laughs> and then by dinner time, you eat whatever, whatever, whatever your wife makes. If anything. And 
then you just do it, and then you do it all again. Spend that much, even though yeah. you don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you do it all again. You do it for six months, and I tell you, it's probably the best weight loss plan I've ever been on. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we can laugh about it now. But at the time, it was absolutely horrific. Yeah, I bet. I <laughs> it bet. was absolutely horrific. Um, I think I don't think because on the last day or two, the day before uh, the gym was due to open, obviously we were there. I remember driving to Selsey, our post shift here on a Sunday, driving to Selsey in the pouring rain. It was like monsoon season. My poor car was like, like misfiring as I drove, and obviously everyone's there, like hands and knees, scrubbing the floor. I was like, I've got pizza, and Oreos, and everyone was like, Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were just like, not there. No. Gary had left his body. He was yeah. elsewhere. That whole summer, I can only describe as being like an out-of-body experience. Mm. It's like you had to switch your brain off. You were no longer conscious. And it was like, just turn up, do the work, get through it. This is ugly as hell, get it done. And I tell you what, it was worth it because I remember our open day. Oh, I remember our open day. Oh, my life. Our open day. I was so nervous. I don't know. what. Like, I'm used to being in front of people. I'd run gym for five years before moving to Selsey. And I remember it was open day. Everyone's there. We're getting balloons ready, challenge outside, getting all the videos set up. And just five minutes, a crowd starts building out the front. All these people who have come to see their new gym. And I just got washed with anxiety. Like, oh my God, there's people. I can't deal with this. I can't speak to anyone. I can't, I can't do anything. I was like, George, you're doing the, you're doing the, the, the grand opening, mate. And I run to the office. I shut the door and I was like, just shaking wildly. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't even calm down. Um, it took me maybe 20 minutes to sort of calm myself down and when I saw people flowing around the gym and chatting having a good time it sort of calmed me down um, I guess looking back on it it was kind of the fear of people walking and go well this is shit and then yeah. just walk out <laughs> uh, fortunately I didn't say that no, um, no. They, they, they were loving it over there and the gym looks absolutely brilliant even even still today it looks fantastic um, and yeah I started chatting to people from there and obviously everything settled down but yeah, that was a that was a wild summer. Twenty eighteen was that was healthy. <laughs> I think it's that adrenaline ride. Like obviously, I you know I've known you for a short short period of time. So obviously, from meeting you at in the gym in two thousand and thirteen uh, when I quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't awkward <laughs> at all, was it? Because I'll tell you something, after eight years of doing this, I will never, ever, ever take a cancellation. I'll never take it well. Every time I see a cancellation, it breaks my heart, even to today. If anyone comes in and says they're leaving, and even worse, they're leaving because we did something wrong, or they feel we did something wrong, or even worse, we're gonna go to another gym. That just cuts me to pieces. Yeah. Because I'm so desperate just to make, um, I guess it's, it's, a, it's an unfortunate thing. You wanna please everyone, but it's impossible to please everyone. Mm. But we're still striving for it, you know, and it still cuts me apart now. I see a cancellation, it's like, man, it upsets me so much. Mm. Yeah. It's hard not to take it personally when you put your yeah. soul into it, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I think. People so what I'm trying to say there is Chloe actually broke my heart. I did come back. Yeah, I yeah. did return. Fortunately, she did return. And, we and I've company. never left since. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. she's employed. And now instead of paying us for membership, we, we pay her for her social media <laughs> services and great classes. <laughs> so it's all worked out really well in the end, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. oh, that, that opening day in Selsey, you know, I remember, like, I could, you know, was that, there's that nervous anxiety in the air which, like, soaks into me like a sponge, and I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Should yeah. I be nervous? And I remember Holly had her, her iPad with her. I think George maybe had one with him as well, or he was using yeah, his phone. Yeah, I was yeah. using my phone, you know, we're signing people up, and, um, yeah, it was pretty epic, pretty epic, and obviously yeah. the team over there all helping out to, to get people signed up and things like that, so. Yeah, it was that brilliant, was it was brilliant seeing you know, this tiny little gym that's come from nowhere, go into a town that we've never been before, and just, wow, like, it was quality. Yeah. And the gym in Selsey actually has, has done great things for us because it's the first time we've been able to build a gym from scratch and have it properly designed. Yeah. In Bognor, it was move in, build a bit, get some money back, build a bit more, get some money back, build a bit more, and always just settling for the layout because obviously, you know, in Bognor it's, it's, it's uh, stacked up on three floors and there's limitations on how much you can actually do. In Selsey we had a blank template so we could truly um, you know, bring our gym and our character to life. And over there we created such a beautiful gym that it's actually acted as a catalyst for us back in Bognor, where right now, unless you've been under a rock, you'll know that we're moving. Yeah. 
and we're moving under the, um, the vision of bringing our sales engine to London on a much bigger scale. Yeah. Um, Bob's going under the knife for a full facelift and yeah, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is it's going to be incredible. Um, summer summer twenty one will be open. Assuming the government that was open, which I'm sure they will. Pardon. Yeah. Uh, and and the gym is going to be truly special. You know, it, it, you can't put in perspective how it's how it's going to be and. It, the size is just unbelievable. We've all stood in there and yeah. just felt like the <laughs> a mouse. It, it, the <laughs> pictures don't do it. Like uh, personally, I think like the, the the pictures don't do it justice of how big it is. No, that's no, no. The, like I, I don't know. That's the, the thing anyway. Isn't yeah. it the pictures? You but can describe it as much as you like, and you can s and you can show the pictures as much as you like. But until you're stood in there, you don't get the true uh, the, the enormous nature. It's just yeah. absolutely yeah. massive. Um, and it's brilliant for us because it means we can we can start bringing in all of the toys we've always wanted, which we've never been able to stop because of uh, limitations on space. It means we can look after even more members than we've looked after in the past, and hopefully, you know, still deliver that that, that brilliant experience and, and, and maintain that um, that culture that we've always had. Yeah. Um, and, and we're so pumped to do it, and and <laughs> we're doing it at the craziest time. You know, I'm sure a lot of people, if, if you, <laughs> we've spent a year in lockdown. We've lost so much money. You know, we're only a small company. Uh, I'm quite open. I'm happy to say, like, you know, I don't need to hide anything. You know, as a small company, we've probably lost in excess of three hundred thousand pounds in the last year. Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? Uh, lots it's of companies. A lot of money. Lots of companies uh, won't, won't come back after lockdown. Uh, lots of companies will have already. They've already fallen down. Uh, a lot of others are scraping and just hoping they can get back. For us, we've just done what we've always done, and that's to. Uh, you know, assess the situation and do what feels right in your heart. In your head, it's probably illogical. Who would want to build a new gym, borrow lots of money, and completely change, you know, the nature of the business, I guess, during the most <laughs> turbulent year ever? Mm. And you, your brain probably says, no, don't do that. But my heart, and the only thing I care about or have cared about for the last eight years, is I want to bring a better gym to this area. I just want to make myself I just want it better yeah better 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 you know I'm obsessed with it it's like a disease I can't let go of being better and even when we've moved I'll be doing it again yeah. you know I, I don't know I don't know why I don't know why it's in my brain it's kind of like I said it's, it's almost like an illness I, I do feel sorry for my wife because she has to deal with it but it's, we will always get better and no one will ever stop us mm. I like to think sometimes we're like uh, we're just like a monster truck we're, we're, and, we'll, and we'll just run over everything to get better and better and better um, we, we'll never ever stop it's you know? amazing the development that, that, that we can or you can talk mm -hmm. about from eight years ago when you first started you know bought the building yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Let's, let's put it in perspective of business right you open a new business statistics say 90% of all businesses fail in the first year in the second year 90% of that 90% fail so just the fact that you even make it to your third year trading you're already one of the best companies in the in the whole country yeah if you go eight years deep you've expanded <laughs> you've you know you look up and it's, it's it's unbelievable to think about what you've done when you take time to reflect and look back it is unbelievable what we've done you know by all accounts if all of the local gyms um were maybe a bit smarter when we first started they should have had us shut yeah. Like we should have been wiped away in the first year. We were easy pickings. We had no backup. If we didn't make enough money in one month, we had no money. You know, we could have easily just been sideswiped and off the books. But it never happened. And now we're going to end summer of twenty one, and we are going to be the largest independent gym this area has ever seen, yeah. by quite a significant way. In fact, I think if you take any one of our local gyms in in the area, we could fit their gym in hours four or five times over. You know, so that it, it, it's, it's really special what we're doing. Yeah. And it's not ending. This is this is just the start of a fresh chapter. And I'm sure in eight years' time, if I haven't had a heart attack while doing all this, <laughs> we'll be sharing even more brilliant stories about... All those espressos I've given you. Actually, I will, I will share as well one, um, one slightly immoral story from, uh, from all the fit-outs. And we've done this on every occasion. We did it when we moved into Bosnia for the first time when we, and when we extended into the ground floor. I did it in Selsey, and I did do it again uh, in our new Bosnia building. And uh, it comes from a book I read a while ago, someone I, I quite admire. And it was learning about how he expanded his businesses. 
and um, what he would do is arrange to meet the um, the agent, say, and he would have a tour of the building, and he would say, yeah, cool, we want this building, we're definitely going to take it, uh, he'd give it a day or two, and then he would call the agent up again, and he'd say, hey, can I, can I borrow the key to get in, just so we can make a few measurements, just so we know, um, so we can get all the arrangement things ahead of the lease being through. Agent would say, yeah, cool, he'd go and collect the key, disappear, get it cut, take one key back to the agent, now he's in possession of a key. He'd then proceed to fit the whole place out. He'd fit it all out so the shop was ready, but the rollers would always be there so no one would see. So the very minute he signed the lease and it was legally his, rollers come up, shop's open, rock and roll, no time wasted. When we did Ground Floor Bogner, when we did Selzy, I've done the exact same thing. <laughs> we was in there months. <laughs> when we was in Bogner Ground Floor, we had our members in the ground floor training for six months before the lease was even signed. <laughs> I can say that now because the landlords change hands loads of times, so I'm not going to get in trouble. But <laughs> and, and we're moving out anyway, so about that. And I can say, and I can say about, uh, about the new building as well, because I've signed the lease now, it doesn't matter. But yeah, we, we had the keys cut every time. So we were in there working long before the leases were signed and deposits were paid. And it's the only way we've really got head starts. You know? yeah. And uh, I might get in trouble one day doing that, but until then, <laughs> keep going. Until then, just keep I can't going. remember which motivational speaker said it, but it might have been Tony Robbins or someone, and they said, break the rules, not the law. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. Don't, don't break the law, that's a step too far, but the rules, what? Like, don't kill anyone, but... Yeah, 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 that's it. And sometimes, especially as a small guy, which I still, I've still got that about me, even though we're bigger, we're well-established, been here for such a long time, and people know us, I still feel the, the attitude of being the small guy, the little guy. And I think the little guy needs to be street smart and street savvy. You need to know when you can bend and when you need to be on a straight line. Yeah. And those occasions, yeah, they're, they're funny stories, and yeah, we were probably being a little bit dodge, but they were the right thing to do at the right time. And they gave us the head start we needed, and it meant that we could, you know, we could uh, get going much quicker. Yeah, Crazy. definitely. I think it's such a smart move as well now, like when you're obviously because of the lockdowns and things like that, when you're looking, you know, you're walking down the main, uh, we call it the high street, but it's not the high street. This is the high street, but the main row of shops in town, yeah. you know, it's. It's decimated right now. It's so empty. I can't, can't for the life of me imagine what reason there would be left to come back to town when everything gets back mm, to yeah. you know well, what yeah. we kind of knew before. So you know, moving away from the town centre, it doesn't have the same draw as it did really. You know, those eight years ago in some respects. So yeah. it's it's a weird thing because obviously I know we kind of were like, oh, what would it be like and not in you know our house, our building, or something, yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, it's going to be a totally different kind of experience, but also, I think a hundred percent for the the most sensible reasons. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, the high street has. We would love to stay in the high street, but we pay a significant amount of money um, to be here. The, the and 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 the amount we pay doesn't reflect the changing times. Mm. You know, we're actually we're moving to a building that's more than double the square footage, but the price per square foot is significantly less than where we are now. Mm. You know, we, you, as, soon as, as soon as you go high street, it's like slapping an apple sticker on it. It's like, cool, yeah, we can charge 2% more, no problem. Lockdown, who cares? You know, you're still paying. There's, there's no flexibility, and it's a real shame. Like, we're going to leave the town now. Many businesses in town have already shut. I, for the last eight years, have loved being in the town. I've loved to drive, uh, come past our gym and see us as a real, like, real cool thing in Bognor Town. We brought 24-7 gym to Bognor Town. No one else has ever done that. Yeah. Um, and the building looks incredible with all the graphics out in the front and I see people walking past all the time and when I see people checking out I feel so much pride um, and to know that we're in a high street and I know for a fact we've driven people into surrounding businesses you know people come to our gym they pop over to JW they pop over to um, to Picklewich and grab a, a, you know, a little drink for after training um, they go to Morrison's after for their shopping but it's just it's got to a point now where the high street yeah, it's, it's getting sadder and sadder. Mm. There's not, the support for businesses is poor. Um, and with all those factors kind of added up, it's, the motivation to be here is, is diminished a lot. And where we're moving to now, it's more private, still is accessible, we're only one mile from our gym door to the new gym. Mm. Still we're the closest to the town. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a key point as well, because some people have said like, oh, okay, you know, maybe I'll have to rethink maybe where you're going to train but 
if you train with us in the high street because we're the closest gym to the high street, you're still going to train with us because we're still the closest gym to the high street. Yeah. You know, and it's only a small walk, a small cycle, or a small drive. There is a bus route. We have parking. We have cycle parking. There's plenty of opportunity. Plus, do you know what? If you want to train, I'm gonna. I'll be bold and say it. And I, if you want to train in the best gym in the area, you're going to come and train with us. If you're if if you're if you're writing down your list of things that you want from your gym, and, and we don't have it, and someone else does, I will be absolutely uh, amazed. Astounding. You know. So. Astounding. Spin classes level one hundred. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. think that the objective now is to run, <laughs> run as many spin classes in Norwegian as, as, as we run uh, our whole class timetable here. Mm. Yeah. Classes are just going to go through the roof. Yeah. Um, and I think there was rumour yesterday of actually a small podium being built in the spin studio, which I'm sure Chloe will love. Oh <laughs> god. So there will be all lives. Oh god. Chloe's on that. There will be an enormous sound system, and don't we may get. We don't give her a microphone. We may get you that. Shouts so. enough. You know, you know, you've seen that twerking the guy in America doing his yeah, classes. Yeah. That, that's what I aim to do. He's getting you a little headset, like. <laughs> there could be a headset. There will be loud music, <laughs> and there will be cool, there'll be really cool lighting. There, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a really nice space. It's gonna be a really nice space. Very exciting. Dedicated so spin. Yeah, yeah. Fitness studio. Yeah, yeah. And Big I guess things on the ground floor. There's loads there's loads more stories I can share, but I think the more I share in the open leaves me more open to <laughs> probably investigation or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we, can, like, <laughs> we can always do a V2 if you want. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe V2 yeah. until oh, only. Yeah. <laughs> tell you the real gory stuff. Maybe you know, maybe <laughs> like when we're in the new gym, like we'll, we'll, we'll then talk about yeah. it, maybe. Yeah, I do I do like the story. I don't think it's a, a bad one to share. I do like the story of when you was expanded into the uh, the studio and George said he trod on a nail, just oh. like bleeding everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he, tra- yeah, he had a tragic... Didn't even notice, oh, did he? It was absolutely brilliant. He stepped on a massive nail. His foot was bleeding. And the only thing, he, he thought he was sweating. He thought his sock was wet because he was sweating. He took his shoe off and his white sock was pure red. And we were like, oh my God. I got him on the floor, got his leg up, and did a little bit of first aid with him to make sure he was okay. As I stepped back from treating his leg, I stepped straight into glasses crumbled them split you know i was like oh mate you've had a bad day <laughs> he's gone straight into a nail he's got his glasses split and now the best thing is i said to him george if you want mate you've got quite a severe injury there you go home i'll stay and do your shift he goes no no i'm all right no problem i'll stay so i leave the gym and within five minutes i get a uh, facebook message and it's him laying in the office with his foot up on the desk with his laptop still on his lap typing away <laughs> he's on the phone like still working trying to do what he's doing so it's, um, yeah, that was a funny one. He should have gone home. <laughs> but that was quite funny. Dedicated to the cause. Ride or die. Yeah. That's the thing we keep on coming back to, though. You know, that, that everyone that we have here has, I personally think, taken on a, a part of with the ride or die. You know, we, yeah, we yeah. want this to be as successful yeah, as you. Yeah, that's, without a shadow of doubt, you know? that's a point we haven't even said through this, is that you know? the, reason why, the reason why we've been continuing to progress and the reason why we get to grow at the scale we grow at and why no one can keep up is because the team here, without a shadow of a doubt, and in Selzy, I'm talking about our whole team, yeah. it is the best fitness team I've ever worked with. I've been in every gym in this area. Yeah. I've seen the cutthroat nature of PTs who don't want to work with other PTs. I've seen them... You know, you don't talk to my client. You stay away from my client. I teach that class. You stay out of my class. You know, yeah. I've have seen all the political nonsense. But you know what? In here, in this gym, I've seen nothing but support. Like people, everybody takes on a piece of someone else and wants to work with them. Yeah. Chloe gives an extra ten percent for you, Will, because she wants to make your life easier and vice versa. Yeah. And you can see it happening across the board. You know, Connor, he will go above and beyond to make sure the person who's following him has an easy ride. Yeah. And, and that trend carries on throughout and it really is such a cool culture to be a part of that it's the coolest group of people I've ever worked with I wonder why that, why that is though obviously in, if you're comparing to other like gym setups that you've been in like the kind of franchised or more kind of commercial gyms that obviously have you know, mm. budgets and things like that why that, that it breeds such I guess it's the eight hundred pound rent, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be. There's probably multiple reasons, but I think I think personalities attract one another, and I'm I, I'm very um, modest. I, I work. All I want to do is be better. I'm not flash in any sense. Mm. I wear pretty much the same clothes today as I wore when we first opened the gym. You know, and I think those that that culture and those values 
like I say, personalities attract one another. So our team here have all been attracted into the gym because they see something in themselves here. And that's why we've been able to manifest this culture amongst us. Yeah. You know, um, we've never had the egos here. I don't no. think I can't think of it. Can't no. think of it. But if it, if it comes, it doesn't last long. No, no. And, and i tell you what, yeah, that's another thing. Like, if you look at your gym, look at wherever you're training, have a look at the staff list and look how often it changes. And yeah. that says a lot about the culture of that gym. Have a look at our staff list. We haven't changed. Chloe's been here since 2013, admittedly as a member, not an employee, but Chloe's never tested with another gym. Mm. You've been here straight out of school, never been anywhere else. No. George has been here from day one. My brother from day one. Ben from day one. Connor, he, he spent a year at JW, came here on apprenticeship. I hasn't can't left since he won't be leaving he loves it yeah. you know um, Vince from day one he's been here from the beginning as a member and then a PT yeah. uh, we very rarely have to recruit no. because people leave because people love it yeah. you know we're a very close team and I think that's a really important important thing you know especially for me yeah, yeah. it's uh, a really important thing yeah. but it is cool it sounds really cheesy but no one's here no one here is just a colleague to one another. We're all friends. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it does make a big difference because we do socialise. You know, uh, around uh, around the gym. It's not just a gym. It makes the gym environment so fun. You can't wait to come in because you're not just going to work and doing your nine to five. You're coming to work to meet amazing members and work with, you know, your mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Half exactly. the time we're bantering around, we're cleaning and taking the piss out of each other, and it's just a fun, it's such a fun environment. It, mm. It's although there's stress involved and sometimes intense stress, it doesn't feel like. Um, that you don't ever feel like you're working. It doesn't feel like the same as when I had a job I disliked. Yeah. No, you know? absolutely not. I, I, I can relate because I was obviously having a nine to five job in the council and I was just like, yeah. like how do you get out of this? Yeah. Like, what, it, what is. You clock out and feel your soul just. Yeah. A little bit of your soul leaves every time. Yeah. When, you're, when you go to bed that night and you don't want to get up the next day and it's like you haven't even gone to sleep yet and you're worried about work and what it's going to be like, you know. I think if there's ever been a time where I've felt even like a, a grain of that sort of feeling towards coming like to work here, I come and I'm like, what on earth am I talking about? Mm, like, yeah. off your head kind of thing. Like, yeah. there, there is no, I don't think there's ever been a time where I've been like, I don't want to go to work, other than just being generally lazy. Yeah. <laughs> when it's double spin, like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> Apart from when you have to work with me. Yeah. That's when my yeah. legs are like, you are not going to work. Yeah. No, I think I think it's really nice, and like you say, the the team and the the family feel makes such a huge difference because everyone's rooting for yeah. everyone. Yeah. And it's cool for everyone to know. If uh, hopefully everyone's made it this far into the podcast, I don't think Spotify and its own voice, but that is such a really cool point. Um, you know, the family feel nature of the gym because that is what we are. We're a family-run gym. We're a local family running an independent gym with the sole motive of trying to offer the. Maybe not. Okay, we're not offering. We're not trying. We're not trying to offer the best. We're trying to be better. That's what we're trying to do. That's the objective. Yeah. We're trying to be better. We're trying to offer a better facility all the time, and that's all we're trying to do. So when you come to us, you're supporting a local business. You're supporting local families. You're supporting Bognor people in, in bringing bringing this to life. You're not supporting uh, some bloody franchise. That's you know what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to profit money. That's what they're trying to do. How much money can we make? And that's it. When there's nothing deeper there. Here you're a part of something. You're a part of a community. You're a part of a wider network of a community of people. You know that's being run by local people for local people. Powerful people vote for me. That's my. That should be my speech for me for president. When, yeah. when, when I run for PM. That's my <laughs> <laughs> nice. Gary Kellaway for Bob the Mayor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then I just instantly become hated. <laughs> you would be hated. No, I feel. Like, no, to be fair. I, I probably am hated. I know a lot of local gyms hate me. No. I've had a few messages since we announced new gym. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I think I'm pretty hated. I think we walk around with targets, to be fair. But what can you do? It's only ever if someone is triggered by something, it's only ever a reflection of their internal self. Yeah. So. Kind of like the conversation we had off the mic <laughs> before. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was projecting my yeah, my hatred <laughs> 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 for yourself. Don't yeah. put that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll cut that. No. But no, it's 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 been amazing to to talk about obviously where where you've come from and where we've come from as a as a business today. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's quality. Really it's quality. And there's loads. I love sharing the story because actually, the, uh, probably just one last point. It's probably about a seventh hour of the podcast. No, you're right. You're okay. You're absolutely fine. Um, I remember go, just reflecting back. I don't know why it just came to my mind, but during our sales open day, 
one thing really always stuck out there was uh, one gentleman who I met came in, I introduced myself, he introduced himself, I showed him around, and he interrupted me while I was talking. And what he asked me was a question I've never been asked, and it made me think twice. And he says, so are there many dream places then? Because uh, I'm guessing this is a franchise, I'm guessing this is a, like a franchise set up, <laughs> but judging by the branding and the way it looks, well, I took that as a massive compliment, like obviously you, it's, we're looking more proper, yeah, not yeah. our handmade signs that were stuck on the front of the building, you know, from, from several <laughs> years ago, but that Ben deserves all the credit for. <laughs> <laughs> Him hanging out the window, like sticking our number on the on the front of the building, so people saw there was a gym. Oh, you could paint it on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I always remember him saying that, and it's always stuck with me. And I'm, I'm, it's harder now because I'm not in the gym in the same presence that I used to be. I used to run all the inductions. I used to do all the classes. I used to speak to every single member. And as much as I make a conscious effort to speak to all the members now, there's just so many, mm. and I can't be here all day, every single day, like I was before. So a lot of members may not know me they may not have spoken to me they may have just seen me in passing and if you see me in passing you're not going to think of me as any different i'm just you're not going to think oh that's the guy that runs yeah. the gym or whatever and i'm always always conscious to speak to as i said as many people as possible because it's so important to me that everyone who trains for us anyone who signs up for a direct debit here and trains for us from from a day pass to a year membership or anything in between it's so so important that they understand who we are and what we are and what they're in you know that may not be important to some people, and that's cool, but a lot of people, I think, they take a lot of pride in where they train. And when you know you're training in an environment that, as we said before, is locally owned, locally run, and the, and the mindset behind it, the mindset of just getting better, you know, all the time, I think that's a really cool thing for people to know, and that we're not a franchise, we're not some faceless organisation. There's no board of directors here, there's no shareholders here. We're just a family trying to offer the best we can do in, in our town. You know, mm. and, and, and we'll never stop doing that. Mm. Yeah. That's so, a, you definitely create offer the best facility, you, know. you offer jobs to local people, you know, what I can't think you'd charge more, would you? No, exactly. Exactly. No. But we're gonna deliver more anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But it's been really good to, to, to kind of talk about this and, and see where we as a or you as a company has come from and and a lot of people i mean a small amount of people probably know you but you know a lot of our ogs a lot of our, yeah, a yeah. Lot of our original members they they know us um they, they know me for sure um but i mean on a normal month when we're open we have you know 150 160 new people join yeah there's been a lot of people who don't know the full story of what Dream Fitness is yeah, and exactly. how we came about and what they're a part of. So it's, it's really important to push that message out and make sure people know, you know, just what they're a part of. Yeah, exactly. They're not just a number, you know. They're not. They're not. Um, they're not lining the pockets of a of a board of directors at the dealership. No. Every penny that comes in here. If I would uh, compare any of our competitors, show me how much they've invested in the last five years. And they will not be a fraction near what we invest. Yeah, we put everything back into this gym. We put everything in, and I, you know, I and all of us suffer hardship to make that happen. You know, right now, we're coming off the back of a, a twelve months lockdown. I've not been paid for a year mm. personally. That's fine because I know I'm about to create an amazing gym at the back end of it. You know, so it's um, as I say, it's, it's it's really important. I like people to know what they're a part of. That's really important to me. Yeah, if exactly. anyone ever felt like a number here or we're just another gym. No, we're not. We've, we've clearly not got the message. So we need to make sure you get that message. Yeah. An amazing legacy that, that, that that we've created, you know, an amazing legacy that we've created. Mm. And creating. Creating. And creating. The yeah. <laughs> story goes on. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's a, a nice place to leave it, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Today. If you guys made it to the end, thank you very, very much. Um, uh, if you want to pre-register for the new gym, there is a pre-register on the Dream Fitness website. If you want to have a look uh, on, on, on all of our socials, obviously it's on there too. Um, but apart from that, it is goodbye from me. Absolutely, it is goodbye. Thanks for coming on, Gary. I'm, yeah, sure, no I'm sure there will be a lot more people listening to this because you Hopefully. do draw in the crowd, exactly. Gary. Exactly. Um, and I'm sure people will be eager to potentially hear from you again, whether it be more of the origin stories of the gym and other crazy ongoings that, that kind of went down. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, and there's so many, there's so much more to tell. Yeah, there is. Exactly. <laughs> if there anyone is. has any questions, maybe we could do a kind of a Q&A yeah, that'd on be anything, sick. really. Yeah, you know, whether it be business, fitness, uh, Gary, um, his pigs, who knows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's but it, yeah, we can extend off the back of it. So I'm game for talking, I love it. I love talking about the story. This is my life's work. This is, Dream Fitness is my baby, you know, and I've watched it grow up, and I'm, you know, just harnessing it all the time. So any chance I get to talk about it, um, with, with, with members, then yeah, send questions away, I love it. Mm. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>